Well, it's so great to be with you once again. My name's Giles Stevens. I'm the host of this Wisdom and Grace podcast, which hopefully does what it says it should do, and that is to impart wisdom and help you to experience the incredible unmerited favor or grace of the Lord on your life. And let me say this, if you've got that with you, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, you are going to prosper. Doors are going to open and you're going to reign in life or live the elevated life. So do um, can all you get and get all you can. Okay. Today, what I've done is recently we launched an English service here in Brazil for people. We did one had 50 people there, then another one had 150. We're about to do our third, but we're also broadcasting those or putting them, those on my YouTube channel and so that they can go further afield to other English speakers and other nations. And it's great to see how people are tuning in and getting blessed by these messages. But I wanted to leave the audio track of the sermon that I preached in that last English service. Okay, it's called Your Future's Bright. It's a really positive message. Well, you have to tune in because, you know, there's so many doom predictors uh, you know i know there's trouble and i know there's problems but i want you to know and i'll show you in this message that actually when you plug into the things of the lord no matter what's going on around you god is going to always make your future better than your past okay you can't change the past but with christ you can change your future and as grace manifests in your life you're going to see how things all around you respond as well as or in tune with what's happened on the inside of you so tune into this you're going to love it you're going to be inspired you're going to be encouraged after the music i'll be preaching away and then i look forward to seeing you at the end amen wonderful okay i want to talk to you tonight about this subject, your future is bright. Say that to your neighbor, your future is bright. This is a promise of the Bible, hallelujah, that our future is brighter than our past. Your past may have been full of darkness. Your past may have been full of problems. But I've got good news for you today. Your future is bright. Just as the night is dark and the day is light, your future is bright. Say amen, men, somebody. So I don't know where you're at today. But one thing I do know is that your tomorrow is going to get better. Hallelujah. That's why I'm so excited about the future. My life's going to get better. My family life is going to get better. My finances are going to get better. My relationships are going to get better. My churches are going to grow bigger. My people are going to be more better. My future is brighter than my past. Yesterday was good, but tomorrow is even better. Say amen, somebody. Okay. So the Bible here in Proverbs 4 and 18 says these words, the path of the just is like the shining sun shines ever brighter, brighter and brighter until the perfect day. Proverbs 4 and 18, the path of the just, the righteous, 
is like the shining sun that shines brighter and brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. Okay? I'm here to tell you to have a positive expectation of good things to come in your life. Many people fear the future. They have anxiety. They're worried about their tomorrow. I'm here to tell you, don't worry. Be at peace. God is already there. He's gone in front of you. He's made a way for you. The Bible promises that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. How many days? All the days. That means your tomorrow is already prepared. You can wake up tomorrow morning with already with a great expectation of something good to come. Now the devil's a liar. Say that with me. The devil's a liar. He'll tell you to the contrary. He'll tell you the opposite. He'll say, tomorrow you're going to have trouble. Huh? He'll tell you, you're going to have, you're going to be broke. You're not going to have money in the future. He'll lie to you to fill your heart with fear. But God will speak the truth to you and fill your heart with faith. Say amen, somebody. Amen. So here we have a picture we have a picture in this proverb of the sun coming higher and higher and higher. You know, I love the dawn. I love when the sun is birthed upon the earth every morning. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it just wonderful? You've been in the dark nights, no lights, huh? and suddenly you see the sky changing the light starts pushing the darkness back and suddenly the sun arises. Isn't that beautiful? Huh? But the picture here is that the sun is going to go higher and higher and higher. The higher the sun goes, the more heat is released. The more glory is revealed. Hallelujah. The less shadows, the less shadows are manifest. The shadows disappear in the midday sun. Are you understanding me today? That's your life. This is a picture of your life, okay? This is a prophetic word that your life is going to be like the sun going higher and higher every day. More and more light, more and more wisdom, more and more glory, more and more blessing. Hallelujah. Shadows are going to disappear in your life. Say amen, okay? You are going to be able to have, to navigate a better future for yourself. We live in a day when Hollywood dominates. And they tell you that getting old is a bad thing. For Hollywood, you have to be young. Are you understanding me today? But I'm here to say to you, you can get better and better in your life. Your future is better than your past. Oh, it's too quiet in here today. I said your future is better than your past. For you, you're not getting older, you're getting better. Hallelujah. 
just you wait. When I get to 85, I'm going to be dancing and I'm going to be singing and I'm going to be praising God like I'm 25. I'm not getting older. I'm getting better. Shout amen, somebody. Why is life getting better? Because there's more light. Because there's less shadows. I'm wiser because of the word of God. I'm changed because of the power of grace. So around me, everything changes. Are you understanding me? Say amen, please. So we have a picture of the sun. We also know this picture prophesies Jesus. Yes. You know the world sat in darkness. Nobody knew the way. Nobody could see the light. The prophets and the priests, they spoke of the Messiah. But we didn't see the Messiah on earth for thousands of years. He was getting closer like the light before the dawn. You can't see the sun, but you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Then 2,000 years ago, the son of righteousness, Jesus Christ, was born in Bethlehem. He broke over the horizon and the first generation saw the glory of God. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. His glory has been climbing the sky for 2,000 years. And I believe when he comes to the midday sun, That means he is coming to return and take away all shadow and all death and all darkness. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. But also, this is a promise for you. Now, I want to tell you a story. I have been walking with the Lord for 30 years. 30 years ago, I went to a place called New Orleans, in the United States. Why? Because I love jazz music. Wow. I love jazz. I love live music. And New Orleans is the center of jazz. And in the center of New Orleans, there is a quadra called the French Quarter, Quadra Francaise. And this place, literally, side by side, you have restaurants and bars and clubs and everywhere they are playing jazz. Jazz. Everywhere. I loved it. Also, in this place, they listen to jazz and they drink bourbon whiskey. Somebody say whiskey. How do you know whiskey? How do you know this word? Never heard of it. Yes, good boy. Holy boy. Holy boy. I was not a Christian. I love jazz and I liked the whiskey. I went to the bar. I'm listening to the music. I'm drinking the whiskey. And I remembered a film. Who's seen the film Blues Brothers? Blues Brothers? Imams Azuz? Yes, you're my age. You're too old. Yes. And I remembered in this film, two white boys, white boys, huh? went to a church of black people where they danced and they play jazz music. I said to the barman, the garçon, I said, I want to go to have this experience. Where is a church where they play jazz music? The next day, I went to the church. 
3,000 people. Imagine uh, our church here, Bueno. Imagine with 3,000 black people playing jazz, dancing. I tell you, Brazilians, you cannot dance. No, no, no. You are better than the British. Yes, you are better than the British. But compared to the black man, you cannot dance. The black man, he dances, he sings, he jumps, he shouts, he cries, he laughs. I went there with my one white friend, two white men, 3,000 black men singing and dancing. I'd never been to a church like this. When I was a boy, I went to the Catholic church with my dad or to the Anglican church with my mom. But this church, what is this? People dancing, singing, running, running, running in the corridors. What is this? I remember the preacher standing up, preaching, and everybody shouting, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. There was a man on my side, a black man. He looked just like Stevie Wonder. Who remembers Stevie Wonder? You remember Stevie Wonder? Huh? And he was using sunglasses in the church. You know Stevie? I just call to say I love you and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Stevie was sitting next to me, a lookalike. He looked like Stevie. When the preacher was preaching, Stevie shouted, Hallelujah! When the band were playing, Stevie, he shouted out, Hallelujah! When they prayed the prayers, Stevie shouted again, Oh, glory be to God! And I'm standing next to him. I'm an Englishman. I've never been to a charismatic church. At the end of the service, Stevie looks at me. I said, hello. He said, do you like our church? I said, I do. I do. <laughs> it's, it's different. It's wonderful. It's amazing. I have so many questions. Stevie said, ask me the questions. Ask me. Ask me. I said, well, I don't have too much time, but let me ask you one question. He said, hit me, hit me, hit me. Ask me. I said, why are you wearing sunglasses in church? And Stevie said, my future is so bright, I got to wear these shades. Come on, somebody. Shout hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, next time bring your sunglasses because your future is bright. Hallelujah. Now, this is the Bible promise, okay? And when you come into Christ, it's like entering an elevator. And the elevator is going up. Christ will take you up. Isn't that right? The Bible says that he will complete the good work that he started in you. That means your future is bright. He got a hold of you. He's now working in you. He's transforming you. 
And as he changes you, so everything around you changes. He works on the minister and then changes the ministry. He works on who you are and then changes what you do. Your influence grows because of his influence in you. Are you understanding me? His miracle in you will lead to miracles around you. It starts inside of you. And he's not going to let you go. He's promised to change you from glory to glory. From one level of glory to another level of glory. The sun is rising in your life. Say amen. I tell you, it's true. Your future is bright. But I want to quickly give you five things to make sure that your future is always brighter. Because like an elevator, you can stop the elevator. Imagine you're going to the 25th floor. You're going up and then you press the button for the 12th floor. The elevator will stop. I'm going to give you five things that you should not do so that you can get to the top in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Number one, quickly, don't listen to negative voices of the past. Don't listen to negative voices of the past. In the past, you were defined by other people's opinions. Yes. Maybe by where you came from. Maybe the education you had. I'm here to tell you, you have a new identity now. Don't listen to the old voices. You need to shut out some old voices. My wife comes from Sanklalandia. Yes. When I went to Sanklalandia for the first time, I said, the name is wrong. We need to change the name. She said, what name shall we give it? I said, uh, Findalandia. <laughs> Here's the end, end of the earth. She came from Sanklalandia, but she did not let Sanklalandia give her her identity. Are you hearing what I'm saying? She's now married to the British guy. Say hallelujah. Wow. I took her one time for dinner at the parliament in London with the lords and the bishops. And as we walked in to the parliament, I said, uh, do you remember uh, the fields of Sanklalandia? There's so much grace. Uh, So I don't know where you come from, but I know your future is brighter. You may come from Sanklalandia. Okay. Okay. But that should not define you. God defines you now. Grace defines you now. Grace says you're a son of God. Grace says you're the head and not the tail. Grace says you're above and not beneath. Grace says you're blessed in the field and in the city. Grace says when you go in and when you come out, you are blessed. Say amen, somebody. You have a new identity. But many of us still listen to the old voices. In the Old Testament... When the people of Israel were leaving Egypt, they went to a place called Gilgal. And there, God told Moses to circumcise all the males. 
Say circumcise. When he told them to circumcise the men, he told them why. He said here in Joshua 5 that through circumcision, I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt. They had to cut something off. Something that was holding them in their past. There's something that can hold you in your past. It's the power of Egypt. It's the definition that Egypt gave you. It said, no, you're a poor guy. You, you, you're not an educated woman. You come from a problem family. You have this sickness. You don't think straight. Other people's negative definition is the definition of Egypt. Why? Because for the Egyptian, the Israelite was a slave. Turn to your neighbor and say, I ain't no slave. I ain't no slave. Tell him, I'm a son of God. That's the definition of my life. And if I'm a son, then I can inherit all of my father's blessings. Hallelujah. My natural family doesn't define me anymore. Tell your neighbor, my natural family doesn't define me. God the Father defines me. And I'm part of a kingdom of priests and prophets. Say amen, somebody. So they had to cut something off. We have to cut something off. Because if you are believing the lies of the devil, you will slow down. You will question. You won't have faith. I want you to have faith tonight for a great future. Say amen. Please, boys. Okay. So, number two, don't. Remember, I'm going to give you five don'ts. Number one, don't listen to negative voices. Number two, don't pray small prayers. When you pray, pray big and pray bold. Say that with me. Pray big. Pray bold. Why? Because Hebrews 4 and 16 says this, that we should come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in the time of need. In the time of need, what has God got for you? Mercy and grace. Hallelujah. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Listen to me. Every need you have, God has promised to supply through his riches in glory. There is not a need that cannot be supplied. I don't care how many needs you have in the future. God has got a bigger supply. I don't care what area. You don't need to be afraid. Just ask God. Pray big. Say pray big. Pray bold. Why can you pray bold? Because now you have been washed by the blood of Jesus. You have been justified. You are just as if you never sinned. You are just like Jesus talking to his father. Yes. You are clothed with Christ. Jesus says to his father, Father, Give me the nations as my inheritance and the ends of the earth as my possession. Can you pray that big? Can you pray that bold? I'm saying yes, you can. Because you are in 
Christ Jesus. Because your God is big. Your God is big. Amen. I'm helping you to have a brighter future. You know, I heard a story about Napoleon. Who remembers Napoleon? He went in Europe with his army and he conquered an island in the Mediterranean. After a big campaign, much death and fighting, he succeeded and Napoleon won that island. He was sitting with his generals, drinking and eating, celebrating their victory. And a soldier, a young soldier, not a general, not a colonel, not a captain, a soldier, a private, he arrived and he said to Napoleon, Sir, give me this island. Give me this island. The generals began to laugh. <laughs> Who does he think he is? He's just a soldier. He's a nobody. But you know what Napoleon did? He called for his writing instruments and he wrote out a document and he said, this island belongs to you. The generals complained. They said, why? Why did you give the island to a simple soldier? And Napoleon said, uh, he honored me. He honored me by the size of the request. Let me tell you, you honor God by the size of your request. Let's honor him. He's a great God. He's a glorious God. If he's given his son to die, that was difficult. Yes, but that means anything else is easy for him to give. He wants to give you the kingdom, but he will only give what you ask for. Say that with me. He will only give what you ask for. So ask big. Ask, say to your neighbor one more time, ask big. Honor him. Are you hearing me tonight? Amen. Number three, quickly now. Don't slow down when trouble comes. Does trouble come? I'm here to say when trouble comes, don't slow down. Who remembers the story of the Apostle Paul and Silas? They were preaching the gospel. They were missionaries. They were doing the will of God. Hallelujah. They went to cities and multitudes converted. Miracles, signs, demons being cast out. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Huh? But then they went to Philippi and the reaction was different. The crowd there grabbed them, stoned them, hit them, persecuted them, and threw them into a prison. Everything went wrong. It was going right, but now it went wrong. Things were flowing well, but then the day of trouble came. Trouble came. Trouble comes to all of us. But Paul and Silas teach us a great lesson. That even though trouble comes, don't slow down. Keep preaching. Keep praying. Keep praising the Lord. The Bible says that at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening, 
And suddenly, say suddenly. I love the word suddenly. Do you know what suddenly means? The hepinch, yes, yes. Uh, suddenly means everything changed very quickly. Turn to your neighbor and say, things will change quickly. Yes. What happened? All the doors were opened and the chains were broken. Listen to me. Trouble comes, but don't slow down. Keep praying. Keep praising. And you will experience suddenly things will change. New doors will open for you. Things that held you back will be broken off of you. Trouble comes. When trouble comes, it makes you feel down, discouraged, depressed. Maybe Paul and Silas had a conversation. Silas said to Paul, I think maybe we did something wrong. I don't want to be a missionary anymore. I want to go home. Maybe Silas thought, maybe I did... I have sin in my heart, and now the favor of God has gone. But that's not what happened. They continued praising. They continued believing. Are you hearing what I'm saying here tonight? When trouble comes, don't point the finger at yourself. Don't get down. Don't go into condemnation. No, you've been justified by Christ. Hallelujah. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. In fact, something we know is that when trouble comes, God gives us double for our trouble. No, you don't get me yet. When the devil pushes you down, God uses it to shoot you up. Hallelujah. Trouble for the Christian is like a trampoline. Say amen. A pula pula. The devil pushes you down, but God shoots you up. Amen. So when trouble comes, rejoice, sing, praise God. He's got a promotion coming your way. He's got new doors opening up for you. When trouble comes, shout a little bit louder, dance a little bit longer, pray a little bit more intensely. Say amen, somebody. You see, the same thing happened to Joseph. You know the story. He was betrayed. He was falsely accused, but he never lost heart. His own family, his own brothers sold him as a slave. But Joseph kept serving. Joseph kept smiling. Say to your neighbor, smile. I can't see it because of the mask, but I know it's beautiful. (laughs) Say smile. You may be having a day of trouble. Listen to me. You may be having a day of trouble. I'm here to say smile. Don't slow down for the devil. Keep smiling. Keep believing. God's got greater things coming for you. Joseph realized that God was taking him ahead of his brothers to Egypt. Why? Because God meant it for good. Even though you meant it for evil. Why? In order to bring about it as this day to save many people. What does that mean? Your influence is going to grow. At home, Joseph could only bless one or two. But in Egypt, he blessed millions. If trouble comes your way, it's because God wants to increase your influence. Smile now. Come on, smile, smile. Put your smile, say to your neighbor, put your smile on now. Okay. Quickly now, number four, 
Don't stop if you fall. Don't stop. Just keep going. Amen. Let me tell this story quickly. A young man came and spoke to me. He said, Pastor, pray for me. He said, I'm feeling terrible. He said, I met an old friend who was Jewish. And I said, let's go to dinner. And I organized to meet him in a restaurant. And Pastor, I prayed because I wanted to tell him about Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus Christo, ungido de Deus. I prepared. But when I got to the restaurant, my friend was there and he already had two whiskeys. I'm talking about whiskey tonight. I don't know why. He said there was a whiskey in front of me and a whiskey in front of him. I arrived and my friend said, cheers. And so I thought, hey, well, he bought the whiskey. I need to be friendly. Okay, cheers. I drank the whiskey. It went straight to my head. Woo! I thought, I'm here to tell about Jesus. Woo! Then my friend said to me, now it's your turn to buy the whiskey. I thought, oh my God, I cannot offend him. He bought for me, I must buy for him. I bought two more whiskeys. He said, cheers. I said, cheers. He said, pastor, now I'm seeing two of him. And I can't remember his name. And I can't remember my name. I certainly can't remember Jesus' name. He said, Pastor, pray for me. I've been feeling so bad since this time. I went to tell him about Jesus. And I forgot. And I came home. And I fell in my bed. And I felt terrible. I said, how long ago was this? He said, one week ago. I said, a week? A whole week? You have been feeling bad, condemned? He said, yes, pastor. Please help me. I said, brother, I could have helped you seven days ago. You don't need to feel bad and condemned. If you fall, listen to me, don't stop. Look what the psalm says. The righteous may stumble, but he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him in his hand. Listen to me. You may make mistakes. You may make mistakes. You may have a moment of carnality. Huh? Imagine you're driving your car. You're singing songs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For the Lord God Almighty. You're driving your car. You're singing songs with Michael W. Smith and you are sensing the presence of God and suddenly another car cuts in front of you. It was, you put your brakes on and now instead of singing songs to the Lord, you take down your window and you shout out, you Goyanya pig, you cannot drive, go back to school or something like this. Did you have a moment like this? You were in the spirit and now you're in the flesh. You were worshiping God, but now you're fighting with people. I'm here to say, even if you stumble, you're not going to fall. Don't stop. The Bible says, John said it, I write these things that you may not sin. I don't want you to sin. But 
if you do sin, you have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Because he's righteous, you're righteous. If you fall, you don't fall into sin. You fall in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You don't fall away from God. You are safe and secure in Christ. You are justified today, tomorrow, and forever. If you sin, I don't want you to sin. But if you sin, don't spend seven days moping and crying and beating yourself and condemning yourself. Don't spend seven hours doing this. Don't spend seven minutes doing this. Don't spend seven seconds doing this. If you sin, quickly confess your sin and then thank God for Jesus Christ. And you will understand the grace of God that day that all your sins have already been paid for and you are justified by the blood of the lamb. Say amen. amen. Say to your neighbor, if you, if you stumble, get up quickly. Get up quickly. Keep running, keep running. Amen. Okay, and the last thing tonight, don't resist when there is an opportunity to humble yourself. Can I invite you to stand to your feet? And can I invite the worship team here, please? We're talking about a brighter future. We're saying you need to stay in the elevator to get to the higher places in God. Don't leave the elevator. Don't stop the elevator. Don't get out on the wrong floor. As we go up the elevator, there are tests, trials, temptations. The devil's trying to stop you from getting to the high places. I'm teaching you five things to help you get to that brighter future. Amen. The last thing is this. If there is a test for you to be humble, then humble yourself. Because the Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the to the humble say it with me God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble you want grace get humble it's easy to be humble when there's no test it's difficult to be humble when your ego is challenged if people treat you like the king or treat you like the queen, ah, it's easy to be humble. But if they treat you like dirt, like a slave, like a nobody, do you pass the test of humility? If you do, the grace of God will keep leading you higher. Say amen. You'll get to where God wants you. I do hope you enjoyed that message. It was a lot of fun preaching. I know that the people who were with me on the day enjoyed it too. And uh, do share it with a friend if you know somebody who's lacking positive expectation about their future. Please share this because I know it will produce faith in their hearts 
to really believe God for great things and know that's what he's got in store for us. That's the plan. But let's renew our minds. Let's align ourselves with the promises of God and then they shall be in our own lives. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. So your thinking creates your reality, which is why we constantly need to renew our mind with the word of God. Have a great week. We look forward to seeing you or for you tuning in next week again. God bless you.